0: Hey there guys welcome back to starting a riot with sam x riot and hey julianne you can find us on twitter at start a riot pod on instagram at starting a riot we're also on facebook at starting a riot and you can email us at starting a riot podcast at gmail.com
1: hi guys we're back we actually are back two
0: weeks we did it just a little over two weeks this time yeah, but I mean, we did it. Yeah. We're here. We did it. It's almost like consistency.
1: Yay. We are. Um, are you proud of us? I'm proud of. I am proud of us. We're actually like, we're doing this. We. we... And the only
0: reason it was more was because I went out partying.
1: <laughs> and you were like, well, we can do it on Saturday. And I was like, look, bro, I don't want to do it on Saturday. <laughs> oh, I
0: didn't say Saturday. I said Thursday.
1: Oh, that's right. You said Thursday. And I was like, well, Thursday's dialysis. And Saturday would be dialysis, too. So I was like, can we just do it on Sunday when I can be like awake and aware? And maybe my brain will work mostly normal sure it's it, where we're, I'm working on it okay my brain is a little on the fried side these days that's fair
0: it's the worst time of the year for me to like talk about literally anything but hockey but let's talk about your life update since your brain is it, like let's talk about why your brain is struggling
1: so we have delved in a little bit to my medical stuff here on the show before and I um I've been looking to get a kidney as everybody knows and last episode we talked about the fact that I got gastric sleeve surgery and I've lost almost 70 pounds at this point to get that goal. Well, I found out in the midst of some usual checkups that I have cancerous thyroid nodules. And so that means I have thyroid cancer, which is not exactly the best news for someone who's got a goal that they were getting so close to. But I went on Friday and have spoken with my surgeon and I am scheduled to have my cancer removed on on August 7th so my brain has been a little on the sidetrack side of things I haven't quite been able to focus the way I'd like to be able to focus because of the news so that's what I was alluding to last week I wasn't or last episode I wasn't really sure if I was going to bring it up if I was going to talk about it but I think it's kind of a it's an important thing for people to be aware of because thyroid cancer is actually very curable if it's found early enough and it's taken care of and I found mine very early I probably only had the nodules for about two or three years which is on the scale of thing a short amount of time so it was caught early they're going to be able to remove all of the cancer and everything should be fine so it's just sort of an important like heads up to you, if you're having any symptoms of thyroid, which I wasn't actually having any symptoms. My thyroid was working fine. In spite so, what of are right the
0: thing. symptoms of thyroid cancer? So, a lot of just people, an F- as an def- FYI.
1: That's what I was going to. I was going to go over. So, if you're you're having trouble regulating your body temperature, that's a sign. Extreme weight gain or weight loss can be a sign that your thyroid isn't working properly. So, for some people, when they start not being able to lose weight, it's actually because of their thyroid function. Like I said. I didn't actually have any of the symptoms. My thyroid numbers—they checked them multiple times—were always fine.
0: Yeah, they check my thyroid a lot because I have polycystic ovary syndrome, and because I'm like fat, and also. I mean, because genetically I may be predisposed to it because my mom has thyroid issues. So they check me for it and they're like, "Nah, your thyroid's fine. And I'm like, great. You're just, and they're like, yeah, you're just fat. Cool. That's helpful. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. It's whatever. Like, I don't do anything about it. So, like, whatever.
1: Yeah, there's there's lethargy. There's a lot of common, like, flu-like symptoms. A lot of people start developing trouble swallowing because the thyroid...
0: the nodules are in the throat.
1: They're right there located at the throat. And actually, that, I think that's probably one of the things that I'm most scared of at this point is like think about like the possible problems I could have because of the surgery so it's just a lot to digest like I could end up having issues with my voice which I like to talk <laughs> as, yeah. you, as everybody here knows I like to talk so
0: it's, oh, we wouldn't be podcasting if we didn't like to talk
1: exactly so that's a little bit um, on the scary side of things and it's just one of those, those things the age range for thyroid cancer is usually like under 30 and over 60 so I'm actually in a weird place for It because I'm 31. So I barely. Yeah, but I should be sort of in theory outside of that range. So if you notice, I guess the moral of my story is even if you don't notice necessarily thyroid related things, like you're gaining a lot of weight, you're losing a lot of weight, you're like you can't keep your body temperature regulated, like you're either always cold or always hot. Like those are some of the but they're minor things that people might not notice. But go to your doctors. If you think if something is wrong, like a lot of times you'll have a gut feeling, it's like Julie knew about the cancer the day I actually found out that a doctor thought it was cancer and I didn't have an official diagnosis until I got the biopsy but there was this gut feeling that I had that it was cancer. I just knew that it was cancer. Well,
0: the way you explained it to me when I walked in was that the doctor had said to you, we're pretty sure this is cancer, and a doctor doesn't say that if he's not almost 100% sure.
1: Well, there's that, and there's also just sort of my luck, but I also tend to have, like, a kind of a instinct about these things and I think some most people do like you know when there's something going on with your body that shouldn't be going on with your body and to look at that nodule I knew that, that nodule wasn't a happy nodule it wasn't just a benign little nodule that right. wasn't gonna bother me like it looked angry and so you really need to listen to your doctors and and go for your checkups and your physicals and things because they do fill your throat in an annual exam mm-hmm. so a lot and of that's
0: why they do that
1: yes because they're checking for thyroid cancer because thyroid cancer is very Common. I'm realizing that now that I have it, that al- at least every person I talk to knows of almost every person I talk to knows of someone who is battling thyroid cancer or who has had thyroid cancer. So it is. I a-
0: actually don't know of anyone who. Now you do. That I well that yeah that other than you I don't really. But, uh, but my brother had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is also a very curable cancer. Form of cancer. Yes,
1: it is, and he was cured. We talked he about that the last podcast. Yes. We actually talked about that but so i guess sort of the moral of the story and why i want to talk about this and i will be really um probably pretty frank with you guys on the podcast and talk about my recovery and things like that and the moral of the story is like you do need to go to your doctor i hate doctors i am a number one person to be like i don't trust most doctors but i do trust my body and i do go when i know i need to and i believe in going and getting your physicals i believe going to like if you're a woman going to your gynecologist once a year i believe in keeping all of those sam will
0: you make will make my gynecologist appointment for me because I know I need to go because I had an abnormal pap last year
1: oh no yeah I'll make you do that I'll make sure to yell at you
0: I do actually... you remember
1: yeah I do remember and I actually have to go back soon too so you and I can both go around the same time and just feel bad for each other that we have to do that
0: yeah no I've needed to go for like a month and I just haven't made the appointment yet because I don't like going to I would go to any other doctor I hate going to the gynecologist
1: it's not the best and I hate going I used to not mind I had the best gyne- He was my favorite doctor that I've ever had in my whole life. And then he retired.
0: Well, I think we talked about this on Grow Up Emo Kid when I had this, like, um, scare with with the abnormal pap smear. Yes. Is that I went in and the new doctor, the new GP that I have that did the test that came back abnormal told me that my cervix is flipped. And that's why I've had such a struggle with, A, doctors finding it. And I'm like, well, I fucking have one because I literally have a doc- had a doctor tell me one time I can't find your cervix, and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it's there. Yeah. So and that's why it's always super painful because they've got to like get it to like flip yep yeah, down I, I, so I, they can can find it. it.
1: It's this. It's like the thing with my my ovary, my like, left ovary. They can't find it with a normal ultrasound.
0: Oh god. Then they have
1: to use the internal ultrasound, and then it's like digging to find it, and sometimes they oh still god. can't find it, and it hurts. He's,
0: we stand the transvaginal ultrasound y'all yeah. uh, so
1: I will you know keep everybody updated and let them know or let everybody know what the progress is of of the surgery and and how that all goes and the good news is is after the surgery I'll actually get to go to the transplant center and get on the list I'll be on the list as a suspended patient so I won't actually be able to get the kidney for two years post removing the cancer but I'll be on the list. The time will count. And then our next adventure will be, hopefully, nothing else crazy. And it'll just be Sam gets her kidney. And it'll be a wonderful, happy ending story that we've all needed and wanted for a long time.
0: God, yeah. fingers crossed on that one though
1: yep so you know moving forward and my brain is just it's gonna be fuzzy for a little while and I think it's understandable I'm getting by for the most part with a few you know incorrect tweets or forgetting things That's you.
0: shut up <laughs> Sam I want you to get into hockey because I feel like um getting ready to go into free agent frenzy which starts at noon tomorrow would be a great distraction
1: You know what else is a great distraction? The Uh, fact that I've been working on my second wedding and the pictures are...
0: I've seen some of the pictures and they're so good.
1: Okay, those are the outside ones. You've not seen the inside ones in the church or in the reception, which are a pain in the ass to the ninth degree. I hate... It's not about religion. I fucking hate churches. They have that... The lighting is not great inside a church. The lighting is terrible and that red ass carpet makes everything that much worse. (laughs) I'm having to go into every picture individually and like try to color correct, but I can only color correct so much because there's a sun glare and then the sun glare is reflecting up the red ass carpet so the whole picture is red, and I can remove some of the red. But, girl, I can't remove all the red. I hope Daniel and Eric aren't listening to this. I love them to pieces. I already complained. I was like, guys, I'm doing my best, but, like, I don't like indoor church pictures. I never have. I did one other wedding in a church years ago, and I had the same
0: problem. I think it's just – I it's just churches, dude. It's just – and all churches are like that. They're all like that. And I that. don't understand why churches have that carpet, but it's like, this is church carpet. Well,
1: that and – I had a discussion with one of the people at the wedding who was friends with, you know, the, you know, the groom and we were just talking about the pictures and I was like, yeah, I can't stand the red carpet. She's like, yeah, for my friend's wedding, we tried to like put something down, but they won't even let you do that. So, which is true. And I'm just starting. So like, I don't have a ton of extra equipment to maybe help me adjust the problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm just working with, with, with my camera and with my brain. And let me tell you, my brain can't work that fast these days to figure out what the hell to do to make it work better. So I'm just, I'm trying to fix it in post. There are some really beautiful pictures. I am happy with some of the pictures, but there are some pictures that I'm just like, I'm embarrassed to show these to people because I just feel like they're not as good as they could be.
0: Well, their outdoor photos are beautiful.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy. That's with what them. I had
0: yeah. seen was the outdoor ones. Yeah,
1: those are the only ones anybody has seen because I have been, I, I don't release all the pictures. I release a few at first so they have like a taste and then I work on them until they're all done and then I'll send them out. I'll be posting some new ones on the website midweek probably and on my Facebook midweek because I'm hoping to finish them all up tomorrow. But it's just been like a slog because I've been trying to correct the church pictures and the the indoor pictures were really dark for the reception. So that creates a whole nother problem that's hard to correct. So I'm just, I'm working with what I got and there are some really, really good pictures, but then there are also ones where I'm like, I want to cry. In fact, I have cried several times. (laughs) I have questioned my ability to take photos, so... Uh, it's all a learning experience. Speaking of learning experiences.
0: I passed basic one skating. So now I can move on to basic two.
1: Yay. That's Yay! so exciting.
0: Isn't it? How's is it going?
1: It? Like, let's, I want a story. Like how, how is it going? What,
0: what do you is mean? Happening? How, what do you mean? I don't like, that's it. That's, this story that's the whole story like there wasn't some
1: triumphant moment where you realized you could do it and you did it
0: no I mean because basic one is like you have to do like stomp and glide and I'm a little bit beyond like I can like sort of skate like I'm not like good at it but I can like do it so she had me like trying to skate backward so I, like, fell down, and then, like, my legs and back and shit hurt, and I went to Target immediately after, which I do not recommend if your body is in a full state of rebellion because you don't exercise ever. Well. Wow
1: with the skating so you're moving on to basic 2. That's just yeah. the skating portion, right? Or does that involve Yeah, hockey? no
0: no no. That's I mean, so there's basics 1 through 6 and after basic 3 I can switch to learn to hockey.
1: Okay. So because
0: I don't need to like learn like ice skating techniques
1: You just need to learn to be able to hold your body up and I need to learn,
0: like, how to skate forward and backward, and then I need to learn, like, hockey stuff. I don't, like, I need to learn how to, like, get back up when I fall down. You can do it. Which was a really sketchy prospect on Tuesday because (laughs) I just sat there. I was like, it's nice down here.
1: Oh, but were you all wet again, though, by sitting down there
0: on the floor? I mean, look. It was so hot outside, like, so humid that day that it was foggy inside the hockey rink. Wow. So. That's fun. Like, you know, not really so bad to sit down on the ice for a little while. The teacher just sat down with me and we're like, okay, we're going to chill here. Just take a second. And I'm like, all right, I got to get up. I got to be able to. And then I just couldn't figure out a way because I had just fallen on my knees. So I couldn't, like, get on my left knee to push myself up because it hurt. Aw. So I had to like, I was like, all right, we can't do it this way. We got to get up on the right side. And then I like, my body was like, yeah, well, we don't provide that service so.
1: That's yeah. There's a reason I'm choosing not to do ice skating like mostly because I feel like it's even more dangerous than roller skating because like mean, what with the sharp objects on, your on feet. Because you're on knives? Yeah because the sharp objects on my feet like that just sounds like a bad
0: idea for Sam. Put your knife shoes on let's go.
1: Yeah no thanks let's, let's not.
0: And the only reason I fell down is because I was skating backwards so. Yeah that's always like that's like
1: adding a whole another level of difficulty to what you're already trying to well, do. Well
0: and then there's like well and I wasn't doing a very good job of skating backwards because I I was like i was well and also i was trying to get too aggressive with it because there was like a brain block because she wanted me to like wiggle to like move backwards and i was like no i want to fucking skate backwards so a i was trying to do too much and b like there's like a brain block about it because my legs don't want to do like the backward like skating motion that you have to do because my and my brain's like no this is not how this works and I'm like, yes, this is how this works. This is what we're going to do. And my brain's like, no, we're not.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't even know if I could go forward on ice skates, let alone backwards. So you're already yeah. doing better than me.
0: Yeah, look, I would fully recommend the first time you get out there wearing at least elbow and knee pads with your helmet. Helmet for sure. Also elbow and knee pads. I'll just, I'll just not. But the first time I like stepped out when I went to learn to hockey, I fell and it was like, oh wait, no, these knee pads are super convenient.
1: Mhm.
0: I can only I did... imagine. So I do, I am gathering equipment. I was actually stick handling to try out a pair of hockey gloves in my living room the other day and Henry super hates it.
1: He doesn't like when you hold one of your hockey sticks.
0: Um, he a doesn't like my hockey sticks, but he super didn't like it that I had the gloves on with the stick poor henry so i had one of his balls and i was kind of stick handling it around the living room and he was like i don't think you need to be doing this around me oh
1: poor dumb henry
0: but now i have gloves too so he don't understand he really doesn't he really didn't like it so last week if
1: you tuned in we talked about how old we were because we celebrated the 15 year anniversary of three cheers my chemical romance. Yes. And I was assigned some homework.
0: Yeah, because Sam had never listened to The Black Parade all the way through. No,
1: and I figured out why I hadn't because I did listen to it for the record two times through. Yes. I understand why I never made it to uh, the track that you wanted me to hear, uh... Famous last words. Famous last words. I understand why I never made it that far. Finally, I
0: get it. That is the best track on the album. You have to get, but you have to go through that section that's like it's like cancer and Mama back to back. Yeah, those I think really took took it out of the running for you.
1: It it. See, here's the thing: there are tracks where you're like, oh, these are good tracks, and I listen to it. I don't feel that way. I don't. I I can't. I can't quite put my finger on what's different from this album to the previous album, but there's something different it's, and it rubbed me the wrong way.
0: It's a lot more theatrical, but it's a lot more straightforward rock. As arena rock is what it is. So it's more like, it's more like, how into Metallica are you? Not really. That's the problem. Because it's very much more like that kind of rock than what you would really listen to. But I,
1: yeah, and here's, and it's, it's not that I don't, it's not that I dislike it but if i was gonna pick a cd to listen to or i was gonna you know it wouldn't be that cd if it comes on in the car with you or like michael wanted to listen to it or something like that
0: i'm not gonna you're not gonna play. throw a fit about it the way you do Fall Out boy
1: well it's not all Fall Out boy but you know Uh-oh. no i'm not gonna throw a fit about it and i'm gonna be like okay this is fine but so like
0: today in a list of things sam has thrown a fit about in my car Fall Out boy ariana grande oh, the weekend so even though she didn't know the song she just decided she didn't like
1: it. I was like, "What is this? This is terrible! Please turn it off." It, except I didn't say it that nicely. No,
0: it pissed <laughs> me off. It did me? That's it really a bad. really good song, and you're wrong. Well, the opinion. No. Yeah. Not opinions. Yeah. It's a really good song. Opinion. It was. Uh. It was. Shit. Oh, it was the like the one weekend song that I'm really really into. And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? This is like the best fucking song."
1: Nope. Our tastes are so very very different. "Wicked
0: Games." "Wicked Games" is the best weekend mm-hmm. song no
1: but but like i said i did get through it i did try twice and you and melanie and i were debating on tw- on twitter how long melanie
0: was- says it's five times but i swear she's told me three times i like i'll be fair i've listened to the black parade enough times for about six people so
1: i mean i wanted to give it a second chance i was like okay maybe my first listen i'm just not being fair and then i was like oh, i'm gonna do it again and it's by the second time i was even <laughs> more
0: bored i can see there's a like how there's a lot of elements to that as an album that you don't care for especially given the theatricality because i like i love you but that is not your not my thing. bag
1: and that's and it made sense to me then listening to that album why i never really moved on to danger days because i just kind of stopped caring
0: well here's the pro like and i have told you that i have a problem with your tendency to do this is once you have heard an album by a band that you don't like you don't go back to that band.
1: That's not always true. It is true most of the time, but a lot of times I'll try to listen to an album that comes out and I just can't. It has it has taken a miracle for me to move back into a band. Like, I will do it. I've done it with Good Charlotte. They're a perfect example. I gave up on them four albums in. Maybe it was only three. I but don't know.
0: It was bad. See, this, and this is the thing. You never listen to Danger Days, which I don't feel like you would dislike that much.
1: I, I would have to like purchase it because I the only song I own off of that is a song I bought for our wedding per your recommendation. Oh, so, summertime. Yeah, so I don't. Which have you liked? Problem. Yeah, I do like that song. It's very pretty. So it's not that I couldn't, and it's not that I won't. It's that also there's so much music in the world, and I still believe in purchasing CDs. You and I have argued about this before. I don't genuinely like using Spotify. It, Michael doesn't either. To to be fair, Michael does not like Spotify either. It's not just me. We both don't like Spotify. So like I like to go and like look at iTunes and find new things that way, and so and I get this well, is ridiculous. A little bit this behind. is
0: ridiculous. Here's the thing: you pay. X amount of money for albums that you may not like the full thing of, or you may end up not listening to albums that you may actually end up loving. Whereas, I pay 10 bucks a month and I can listen to literally anything I want.
1: Well, we've been talking about getting Apple Music, which is the same thing as Spotify, and would work. It's not, but okay. It's similar enough. Like, we did a little mm-hmm. bit of research, and we both mm-hmm. are like, well, we could
0: try Apple. That's what might. Apple wants you to think, but it's not.
1: Well, and then that might be true, but Michael and I were looking, and we're like, well... Well, maybe we'll eventually do Apple Music, like, but we haven't made any decisions yet because we're ridiculous. Both of us. It's not just me. It's him too. Like a thing. We're weird. Whatever. It's fine. It's
0: fine. Look, I'm just saying your, like, weird hangups about how you listen to music are preventing you from from hearing great things
1: and that could be possibly true but i'm also not wasting my time listening to things i don't like
0: i don't consider listening to music a waste of time
1: i consider even if i don't like it oh see i like i don't like to waste my time on things i don't like
0: but how do you know that it's something you don't like unless you listen to it that's the thing because i i preview it
1: and if it doesn't appeal to me but Move on.
0: But if you're previewing it, you're listening to it for like five seconds and then I move on. But uh, five seconds is not giving you a preview of a song.
1: Okay, well, it's not like actually five seconds. It's like whatever the preview is on iTunes and I listen to like That's one or two not... tracks from an album and I move on Dude, with my life.
0: I hate the way you approach listening to music. Michael truly... does the
1: same thing. It's not you just are... me. You
0: deserve each other. You're both terrible.
1: <laughs> we both know we're weird. Anyway, so it has been an eventful
0: week in the
1: news. Yeah.
0: The president's a rapist, which we all knew.
1: He's a rapist. We're just gonna make this really brief. Yeah. And then we'll move on to the next thing. So a rapist is going to do exactly the thing he did. Oh well she's not my type. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it the thing is is like when you're denying a rape allegation and you mean it and you're not someone who has and would rape people. You wouldn't say, oh, she's not my type. That is not an appropriate response to rape allegations if you are not a rapist. Like, what even,
0: how do you, like, oh, how does that even cross someone's mind to say? Because she's not my type. That That's a fundamental misunderstanding of what rape is because rape is not about attraction.
1: No, it's not. It's about power and aggression. And so he is a rapist, period. We're going to move on to the next thing. But it's really infuriating.
0: He is infuriating.
1: Dating. Yeah, I mean, just in general, right? Yeah, he... democratic primaries. Yes, this. I'm going to be real honest. I did all of my stuff on recaps. I like watched clips and stuff because i did not have the mustard oh my god
0: samantha i watched both of them a because they got outvoted on wednesday night and both melanie and amy wanted to watch them and b on thursday because you were like oh yeah we'll talk about them on the podcast and i was like jesus fuck now i have to commit to this i I talk
1: about it i just watched recaps instead of watching the whole thing because i mental state could not stand could not take was not i
0: will say that wednesday nights was much less unpleasant than thursday
1: nights I imagine that because on Thursday you had what they would have called the powerhouses, like four of them on stage at one time. From what I understand, there there was a lot of over-talking.
0: Oh, my God. It was so much better on Wednesday night. Hardly anybody was over-talking. I mean, yeah, there were people who wouldn't stay within their time limits, but that's the function of debate. Just, but... Thursday night. I don't know if Bernie Sanders needs hearing aids or what. That dude hollers every single thing he says. He leans into the microphone and he f- fucking yells
1: yeah he's always been like that too since i can remember like when you watch him give a speech it's not like him talking it's him like
0: shouting like dude you're on a mic reel it in so like 30 seconds in i'm irritated to shit with bernie because he's hollering and i'm irritated with shit shit with Bernie anyway. He's like I've gotten since I've been sitting here, I've gotten about four emails from his campaign saying like today, I've gotten several emails from his campaign saying, "Oh, we're not raising enough money. We need to raise more money. Bad news. Fuck you. I'm not donating to you again." Yeah. I voted for I voted for Bernie in the primary.
1: Michael did. I didn't. I voted <laughs> I tried to do the thing where I knew, guys, nobody will admit to this, but I will admit to this. I knew when our Virginia primary came to pass for, what was it, 2016, good Lord, it's been so long ago now. I knew Trump was going to win the primary. I just knew, and I wanted to do everything I could to prevent that jackass from winning. In Virginia, you can vote in either Republican or Democratic primary. It really doesn't hurt either way. I voted for Marco Rubio trying to sustain the Trump wave that was happening. I was desperate. And I'm not the only one. I talked to some pollsters, and they said that they were seeing that, that a lot of people who were technically Democrats were trying to vote Trump out. Look,
0: dude, that is totally valid. I'm pretty sure you cannot do that in the state of Maryland.
1: Yeah, well, you can do that here, and you better believe if there's someone running against Trump in the primaries. That's not
0: going to be a thing.
1: Well, no, there is somebody. I don't know if they'll make it to the ticket, but there was somebody, another Republican, who going to run against trump whether it'll work or not good it, fucking luck if i see any possibility if that name is on the ticket like i will be tempted to vote for him over trump i don't even know who they are i don't even care i would be Doesn't matter. so not
0: donald trump so
1: i i did a little research i did watch some clips and stuff and i was pretty impressed with kamala harris i think she handled mm-hmm. herself really well
0: unfortunately she's got a super bad track record of like just oh god what Is it even of like she did some weird shit out in California?
1: They all, but here's the thing: is I'm not looking, with the exception of maybe Elizabeth Warren, a lot of the track records are track records are not that great at this point, from what I'm seeing. It looks like all the track records are kind of iffy to me. Like I'm not seeing anybody that I'm fully behind at this point, which is kind of scary and isn't a good sign for 2020. It's it's like, and that's like one of my notes is like to talk about what can we do as Democrats to like prevent Trump from being reelected because at this point it doesn't feel like we have a front runner who's going to pull enough support. It feels like Mm -hmm. in the primaries we're going to be looking at a bunch of candidates who maybe at different points in their careers could have beat Trump. But right now with the way that the world is and the way that the country is divided we're not we're either going to have a candidate who wins who's too liberal someone who's too in the middle or someone who has a really shady past like Pete Buttigieg
0: oh Pete Buttigieg is racist so
1: I know but he's he is if you look at the numbers and you look at the track records of people in the past who have won like he's set to possibly be able to take primaries like it is very likely for him because Joe Joe Biden sort of shot himself in the foot on Thursday like he survived but I don't know that survived very well. Elizabeth Warren is great, but Trump has pulled some really dirty punches with her and some she sort of shot herself in the foot with the whole Indian thing, which we've talked about this. When you grow up in Oklahoma, you're told stories of your heritage and a lot of times your heritage is Indian heritage. Mm-hmm. Native American, that is what it is. But right. but in this day and age, with the way that Trump is able to manipulate the media and stuff and with the numbers that came out, her actual like percentages and shit, that's going to bite her in the ass with the people who voted for Trump Trump but voted for Obama before so they would possibly go back to a Democrat but they're going to, that's going to be a negative because it's old white men and old white women that have to be sweet.
0: Look man if you're pissed off at this woman because of her blood quantum or whatever bullshit and you know she was raised in Oklahoma, like fuck off dude. You, like unless you too were raised in Oklahoma you don't, like especially within a tribal land and within a community that has a very like strong indian community because that's what's like i know the pc thing to say is native american but my hometown shakota indian community that's what it's called that's what it's still called they paid for me to go to school like i like no disrespect to that but like like we're raised with that we could like we go to festivals we like had dancers come to our schools like it's a very much a thing you are raised with in Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. So it, it
0: whether you can prove your blood quantum or not. And like maybe her response to Trump to get the blood test and to get the ancestry wasn't the best response, but like what the fuck else do you want from her?
1: I know, and that's I, I know that as a person who actually likes her best right now out of all of the candidates
0: oh yeah i know i am totally pro warren
1: i wanted a work to do well and he shot himself in the foot he shot himself in the head like that was bad oh yeah that no. was terrible
0: he was on he was on my last goddamn nerve
1: from the very beginning he wouldn't answer questions he he wanted to use his dual language abilities but like i'm sorry in a primary people don't usually respond to that very well <laughs>
0: Well, and also that went over badly with the disabled community because when it came up in the uh oh yeah it's a captions speaking Spanish. speaking Spanish instead of being translated, and then on Thursday night someone else spoke a little bit of Spanish. like not air was like literally what the dude said was hello how are you this evening yeah and it said speaking foreign language Jesus Christ who oh, had got even worse on Thursday night. That's, wow. So,
1: I guess the question is, as, as two very, in the middle of this people who care about politics who are you said you're behind warren at this point is there any? 100 warren 100 warren and i think that that's sort of where i'm landing too because i actually will contribute this year um i don't always contribute money because i tweet a lot and i do things like that that and i call senators a lot and there are things i do that we actually like broke looked most up of the time.
0: at one point how to campaign for warren
1: yeah and i think that i would be interested in doing something like that too and i think at this point she's probably the best candidate candidate that we could ask for as democrats like she does have a chance against trump it's not as good as it could have been before the whole number quantum blood quantum with debacle but whoever goes up against trump is going to have something like that to fight i think at this point because yeah. he's really well good because they're already
0: attacking kamala harris saying she barbarism. doesn't get to talk about blackness because she's not really black like shut up shut up yeah she's black does she look black all right you don't get to say anything else But they will, and he will continue.
1: He's really... That's one thing he's good at. He's good at manipulating the people who want to believe him. And the people who have been manipulated by conservative news to believe anything that comes out of their mouths and since they're basically his talking box at
0: this I point I mean not to be rude but it's the people it's uh, like people who have been manipulated people who are fucking stupid just say it it's people who are stupid who believe this shit
1: I choose to believe that there are people out there who aren't just stupid they have been manipulated and because they don't they're know stupid! any better Julie but, you, that's, but that's the problem is we can't I'm looking at this and this will we'll go into the next part of this because this is really an important conversation to have we can't look at it that way because if we can if we completely alienate anybody who is actually just manipulated and just write them off as stupid and write them off as a lost cause.
0: How is it possible to manipulate someone to believe that a black woman is not black, that a black man is not black, if they are not already stupid?
1: Because you're watching a network that frames it in a way that makes it believable. And that's the only network you watch and trust because you've always, no, you've always held conservative beliefs and they speak to a level in you that you understand. They speak a way that you understand and you trust them and it's all about trust and they don't trust people who call them stupid so if we continue to call them stupid and don't try to to reach out an olive branch then this political division that's in our country that's between us is going to continue to grow i agree there are certain people who are just stupid there are people who are just racist there are people who are just assholes but i would like to believe and i look at poll numbers and I look at actual issue by issue what people think and the majority of Americans are actually very middle of the road and for some reason be it Trump be it before that with Bush there has been this slow pull apart of the parties. And a lot of that comes from things like gerrymandering. We're going to talk about this. This, Gerrymandering is a huge part of the problem, and it's going to continue to create this rift that is making the country look a lot worse off than it actually is if you ask people issue by issue what they think.
0: Well, and that's how you get these huge swaths of here are all these red places. These are all the places that voted for Trump. Look how much more like space voted for Trump. Yeah, because those spaces are mostly filled by cattle, but they have the same number of votes as the places that are people crammed in because the the district lines have been drawn and a certain benefit yeah
1: and it's not just the district lines it's also well it's mostly the district lines but it's also when you look at which is tied into the electoral college those states that are mostly cattle oh that counts more look at this they we get this much more of the electoral college because it's written To benefit slave state when we had slave states was when the electoral college was in play the electoral college is out of date and irrelevant at this point in time one vote should equal one vote one vote should not equal one and a half votes one vote should not equal three quarters of a vote one vote should equal one vote and if you choose to live in the middle of the country where there are fewer people that is your choice but the coast should not be punished because we have a bigger population.
0: Uh, coastal elites. Uh, and that's
1: not what it is. It's just people tend to settle in cities. It, that's because that's where all of your commerce is. It's just how people settle. It happens everywhere. P- more people tend to settle in cities. And it's not because more people in cities are liberal. Though it is true that there is a larger liberal population in the cities but that's because the majority of people tend to want to settle in cities because that's more convenient if you live in the middle of the country where it's less convenient and you're a republican that is your choice you could live in the coast you could move you could go live in a city just like we could go live in the middle of the country but either way our votes should all equally count and if you have a community of people and this is why i'm so frustrated with the with the Supreme Court because they made a decision that said that they can't they can't be involved in politics. But by saying that they can't be involved they're actually being involved in saying, yeah, it's okay for the Republicans because those were the majority of the cases that went before them, were Republican cases, it's okay for them to continue to gerrymander the districts, which is where you take a state and say there's a hundred conservatives and a hundred liberals. It's evenly divided, but they draw the districts so that the liberals are all in one or two districts and the conservatives have six districts. Yeah. And it throws the balance of, it's not necessarily in the state in the House where we've seen that, you know, Democrats were able to take the House back, but in state- legislatures it really affect the representatives there and state to state is why you have things like the abortion law in Alabama happening. Because those states are so red leaning, the Democrats don't have any say at all. And it's wrong and it's frustrating and it creates a bigger divide and then you have these really red republicans in charge who don't believe in abortion because they believe in control and because they're 80 year old white men instead of an actual reflection of what the people believe so when you say i guess the whole moral of this is when you say that they're stupid i agree that there are groups of them that of people who are stupid who just don't understand common sense but there are groups of people being manipulated by this system and it's our job as democrats who see what the right path moving forward is to try to educate these people and make sure that they understand what lies are being told to them. And it's a difficult fight and it's hard, but sometimes it's worth it because then you change a mind. And the more minds we change and the more people begin to realize that the way politicians choose to manipulate us is part of the problem, the sooner we're going to be able to fix this problem. At least that's what I
0: hope. You didn't let me talk about how I want Andrew Yang to run something. Not the country, just something.
1: Yeah, we can talk about that right now. But do you, do you see what I'm saying, though? Saying that everybody is stupid just—it promotes that. Division. You can't stop me. And that's fair, but I just want you to know what the argument against saying that is. So back to the the debates and the people that we're <laughs> looking at to try to fix all of these problems that are. Currently oh my god. Existing. Okay,
0: I wish you had watched it because Marianne Williamson is like if Chuck Tingle wrote the debate debates.
1: Oh, no, I watched the Kate McKinnon thing, and I watched clips of her. She's batshit fucking crazy. Bad I mean, woman,
0: I mean, like, she's a total anti-vax grifter. Like, 100% believes crystals will heal you if you have cancer. So don't have that surgery, Sam. Have yeah. crystals instead. Okay. But um, Marianne Williamson is going to fight Trump on the battlefield with love. Dear lord. <laughs> no, she literally said that, did dude. Did she say, I, I did not see that clip. Did she really last, say like, that? Like, her closing argument or whatever, But if you can find it, that, like, I turned to Melanie and Melanie's eyes were so big and she was filled with so much joy. <laughs> she told me, she's like, you know how sometimes you like really don't care what someone has to say, but also you want them to keep talking because they're so fucking crazy. That's Marianne Williamson. And you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because you don't want them to stop talking. Because they're just fucking bad shit.
1: So Andrew Yang, I actually, I was curious about him and I've done a little reading. He seems
0: really great but i just don't think he's gonna there's no way he could here's the thing he's not a politician yeah exactly he's a tech bro so he understands like how things are actually run like in the way where people were like oh yeah we need a businessman to run the country like this is what trump people would say about trump he's a businessman he'll know how to run the country
1: Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really have much of a record.
0: So Andrew Yang's thing, and he keeps going and going and going about it, is to just blanket give everyone a thousand dollars. The end. Yeah, like Liquid, a life tax. Like or a life just every month you get a thousand dollars yeah period and you know what they do that in some countries and it fucking works it works and it's good for the economy because it gives you liquidity and you can put that money back into the economy which fucking helps the economy because Andrew Yang maybe knows a thing or two about how things work in the economy and he knows that trickle down economics work but trickle up economics do yeah I and like I said I've said a couple of times I don't want him to be president but I do want him to run something
1: i mean i he's got some really great ideas he should be involved in politics in some way if someone would actually take him seriously the problem is that nobody wants to listen they're like oh everybody writes him off because of the thousand dollar thing yeah
0: because they think it's crazy but like that other countries literally do that
1: they do, and it works. There are countries who have it's like I don't know what they call it like life, life. It's like something income, life income, life. I don't know. And it 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 works. It's just it's a it's a little too extreme for where we're at right now as a country. A lot of people aren't going to go for it. It's just like having a conversation with Michael about why I don't call improving the healthcare system when I'm talking to conservatives. I don't call it socialized medicine because that makes them stop wanting to talk. Right. It just doesn't work. There are certain things and certain trigger words for people. Like oh, we're gonna give everybody a thousand dollars. They shut down people shut down they don't want to hear it they don't think it's going to work they don't listen right
0: well and the thing is it does it like other countries do it it works and the the big concern with yang's proposition for the thousand dollars is disabled people are concerned it may replace their ssi or medicare or medicaid benefits yeah but if it if it is just on top of everything else you get this thousand dollars that's an incredible idea and it could really help the economy and i know people are like people are gonna be like well where are you gonna get that money like from the fucking defense budget guys let's like Let's slow our roll here. We've got the money.
1: We've got the money, and we we piddle it away in the worst possible ways. We have a jackass-in-chief who wants to put tariffs on that says it's going to make the country money, but really, it's costing the farmers their money, but, you know that's the whole another fucking conversation of, of how our government mismanages our tax dollars every day every goddamn day they mismanage every day so anyway, on another note of asses that are wanted to be kicked <laughs> we had a so, whole, whole conversation last week about ableism and I believe you have a whole new spiel to go off about somebody in Maryland
0: yeah no in DC proper okay. so really quickly in, in conjunction with the debates there was a debate party hosted by Network for Progress out of DC which is run by or was founded by this dude named Jim McBride and so someone contacted them and said is this debate accessible this debate party accessible and he said yeah the bottom like the bar it was at it's called local 16 it's two, two floors there's a lot of bars in dcr and they said yeah it, uh, the bottom floor is accessible but the top floor isn't so they get there and they find out that it's not really actually accessible not even the first floor party's on the second floor all their welcome tables everything's on the second floor So instead of doing what he should have done, which is, oh, my bad. I didn't realize we weren't compliant. I'll work on this for the future. We are having the debate here tomorrow night. It's already planned. It's too late to change it. We'll do something else for July, which is the logical thing you would do, right? Yeah. Like, as an event planner, there's nothing you can do about the one for the next night, but the future ones you can work on. Yeah. Actually, July may even be too soon from an event planning standpoint, but... I don't feel like it really is, but that's neither here nor there. This dude is like, well, we've been working with them for 10 years, and it's the only place that'll let us host 100 people. Only place in D.C. that'll let them host 100 people. Wow. And then he doubles down on it, and he's like, well, we're friends with them, and we're going to keep using it. And we don't have any money, and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And this and that, and it just anything like it came we don't have to be ada compliant this bar is grandfathered in which uh the ada doesn't have a grandfathering clause and he's like oh so you want them to tear down all the old buildings in dc to make make everything ada accessible like yeah that's literally the point like i understand that some historical sites have like you literally they have to spend the money to make them accessible because they're historical sites and they can't be torn down but everything else Sorry, bro. And, like, people don't understand that just because you've never been asked before doesn't mean you don't have to comply.
1: Yeah, you have to comply. You should always have to comply. There are rules and laws to protect people because of shit just like that
0: yeah no it was extremely stupid and then this guy literally comes to us and he's like just like several of us and he's like "Well, you find a place and you let me know uh okay here's our invoice so if you want me to find a place you're damn well gonna pay me to do it yeah and i'm charging you an asshole fee at this point i don't
1: I, i have no words
0: so i said that's great i don't work for you i don't do this i don't perform this service for free so you're welcome to pay me if you would like for me to do that
1: and was there
0: he didn't respond to me
1: of course not
0: he was like i won't be bullied on twitter nobody's fucking bullying you they're trying to explain to you why you can't be this way and you're refusing to learn like nobody was attacking him at first no, but then he opened himself up to that by being and then, a well, then he started acting the fool. And it was like, buddy, everybody is explaining to you why you need to do this, and everybody is calmly telling you, Hey, we realize you've never had this request before, but now you're getting it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, people are stupid, people but are stupid. Oh, speaking of stupid... You you didn't want to say people are stupid, but people are stupid! Some people are stupid, I agree.
1: Not everybody, but some. No, now we're
0: we're talking about liberals. We can say they're stupid. (laughs) No, I mean, there's a fair...
1: There are a fair number of conservatives who are stupid, just like there are a fair number of liberals. There are just stupid people in this world. Everybody
0: is stupid, except for me. Oh, okay. Speaking of
1: stupid, our president decided to walk into North Korea today. (laughs) So, a side note, that's not how you do diplomacy.
0: Uh, No, No shit. So, um... Look, you could have said literally anything to me and said, that's not how you do diplomacy, and I would agree. Because... I just know Trump doesn't know what he's doing. It's
1: just bad. It's just bad. It's it's bad optics. It gives North Korea a lot of power, and nothing has happened. Nu- their nuclear program is, is ongoing. They they probably have more nuclear warheads than they did a year ago. It's ridiculous, and if anybody thinks that this and, – and, and you know what? I will eat my words if something is said um, or something happens that is positive that comes from this, but, like, in all likelihood, Kim Jong-un is, is – he is manipulating Trump, and Trump is so easily manipulated by dictators it's scary and sad it, it's scary and sad Julie and I just it makes it makes my skin crawl but that's, that's another well, thing that
0: happened did this you week. see the video of, of Ivanka trying to butt in to talk to like Teresa May and a couple of other people and them just staring at her bewildered
1: yeah <laughs> she shouldn't be there that's again that's not diplomacy that's really bad if Hillary had brought if Hillary was in that position and had brought chelsea with her she would be on a roasting pick right now
0: well honestly i'm sure they could get clearance for chelsea but that's not the
1: point i'm trying to make there you
0: know what I'm i trying, know the point i'm making i know the point that you're making but the point that i am making is that chelsea
1: you're, is a, a reasonable intelligent adult who could probably get a security clearance without her daddy or mommy going hey give it to her anyway
0: uh, i'm pretty sure Ivanka doesn't have security clearance <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't.
1: Her and neither of them do. They, they, the FBI wouldn't clear them, and Trump stepped in and got them their clear. Like they have a clearance, but it's not a real clearance. It's a my daddy got me this clearance. It's like working for your. It's exact. Well, that's what it is. It's nepotism. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So on that note, we're gonna wrap this up. We've we've ranted and raved. And We've gone on
0: way longer than we meant. I think
1: last week your song was "Thank You for the Venom," which I'll have you know I listened to a couple of times because it was good. It's another a, good homework.
0: It's a, it's a banger.
1: It's a good, yeah, it's a banger. It's a good song, and I had you. Which I, did you actually listen to? I'm no okay, I'm not okay. I promise. I
0: did, but not like as homework, but just because it came up in one of my playlists. But,
1: but it's, it's good. It's such a good song. They're both such good songs. They were a great. They were a great homework assignment for a great tribute to an awesome album. And speaking of great tributes to awesome albums, next week on the podcast we'll probably talk more politics we usually do
0: yeah that's kind of our thing
1: but we're also going to talk about taking back sunday and their 20 year anniversary tour which we'll probably talk about again on a future episode because we're going i mean we're going to set shows but i actually want to talk about the albums a little bit and my my small beef with them calling it 20 years but i mean i'm excited i'm super excited they're a band worth talking about and there was an anniversary for an album recently but my brain is freezing we'll have that for next week but we're gonna talk about Taking Back Sunday in their 20th anniversary tour, and on that note, I actually picked for my song this week. There is a new acoustic version of "A Decade Under the Influence" on the new Pop Goes Punk acoustic volume three and I really like it and Michael actually likes it better than he likes the original recording which I think is wild really yeah it's really well done it's different because that recording is actually done with Fred and this one the new one's done with John so it's a different slightly different take on the song I feel like like the way they phrase things it's just a little different it's an updated version of that song and it's really great so I'm I'm super duper stoked to talk about that and to talk about the fact that there's a new punk goes acoustic that's pretty fun and exciting Exciting. Sure.
0: There are only two songs out yeah. for it, though, There's right? only two songs,
1: right? If there's a set it out, set it. Set it off. Set it off. That's it. Set it off song and then a Taking Back Sunday song. And then what is your pick for next week?
0: So I also went and picked a Taking Back Sunday song, even though that's not what I was initially going to pick. Because normally I like to pick things that I listen to in my everyday life that, you, that I know Sam normally wouldn't listen to because I like to try and break her out of her like bullshit listening patterns. So, but I ended up going back and picking All Ready to Go, which is one of the songs from Taking Back Sunday's like Greatest Hits 20 album for their 20 year anniversary.
1: All right. And I think the original version of, uh, and yeah, gonna... the original
0: version of Decade is on that. Yeah,
1: sorry. I couldn't, my brain literally froze. It literally like a hard drive that's slowly crashing. <laughs> yeah, there that, the original version of that song is on the 20 album, but it'll be, it'll be a good, I think it'll be interesting to sort of break down our feelings on the 20th anniversary. Like before we do like a reaction podcast to actually getting to go to the show and seeing Tell All Your Friends Where You Want to Be and Louder Now all live all the way through, which I'm super excited about.
0: I've seen Tell All Your Friends all the way through.
1: I might have. Probably. They did it,
0: they did it at Bamboozle one year. I don't year. know if
1: I've ever seen it all the way through. I don't think I have.
0: Oh, but it was bad because Adam was fucked up.
1: Well, Adam and his substance use is sometimes uh, interesting. It is what it is. Yeah, it's a thing. He <laughs> He's a thing. We love him though. So. Anyway. Whatever. So we'll be back in two weeks with uh taking back sunday and probably some more politics who knows what kind of life updates we'll have in the meantime you can follow us on twitter at start a riot pod on instagram and facebook at starting a riot and you can also shoot us an email at starting a riot podcast at gmail.com and if you have any favorite taking back sunday songs because i'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast you should like taking back sunday and you can let us know what your favorite song is uh for next week and we can maybe we can talk about it if you get to us before the pod which will be either a friday or sunday most likely depending on julie's hockey schedule and our life schedule hockey's over but you've got a lot of hockey stuff going on like something's happening tomorrow that i don't understand free, you know
0: free agency starts tomorrow see i don't know it
1: the thing is probably about preoccupying your brain somewhat
0: it's giving me anxiety sam
1: i'm sorry at least I'm you gonna can be... drink you know i quick side note i don't know if i'm ever gonna be able to really drink again like the way i, want I... to
0: cannot drink. I can't start drinking at noon tomorrow.
1: (laughs) You could. I mean, nobody's stopping you, technically. I mean
0: yeah no i'm gonna start drinking at noon tomorrow and then cry hysterically when it's announced that my fave has signed somewhere i can't drive to maybe
1: he'll sign for dc
0: extremely unlikely
1: look i'm hoping for you
0: okay look that has been rumored so much and i have let my heart get into that and it's not gonna fucking happen well
1: maybe it will i can hope for you that it does uh uh, but we will be back live in two weeks for another recording this will go up on soundcloud and itunes not too at long at some from point now. this week and you can also check out samxriot.com forward slash sar i also link the podcast there and you can play it directly from that website so you can take a look there there's also links to our twitter our facebook our instagram all of that all
0: of that jazz and and if you're actually listening uh, uh, interested in listening to me talk about like hockey in a way that i don't do on this podcast because sam doesn't know anything about hockey you can go to puckeruphockey.com and uh that's where the hockey lives and on
1: that note we'll see you in two weeks bye bye